0: welcome to the year we started a podcast it's a podcast born phoenix like from blah 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 i'm your co-host jeff wow
1: the from blah 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 i'm your other co-host nick and this is
0: podcast something something far apart blah 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 nick you have something to talk to me about
1: (laughs) i think you're just waiting for an apology jeff i want to apologize i i want to let you know that i think i'm i think sometimes i'm not a very good co-host for you man uh, you know what I want to apologize. okay yep. i
0: i i accept your apology i will now give this podcast my entire like i'm gonna give it my all here we go hello and welcome to the year we started a podcast it's a podcast board of phoenix like from the ashes of last year's podcast regardless of the energy that my co-host brings i am your co-host jeff
1: I'm your other co-host nick <laughs>
0: and this is a very energetic, very <laughs> into it podcast where a couple friends, half a continent apart, that would really, really, really like to come together and talk about some of the things that are fun and interesting to us. Nick, you have something to talk to us about. Please yeah, go.
1: I do, uh, dude. I want to apologize. I feel like I was I was listening to last week's podcast and um uh, you were telling a story and it was a story that I enjoyed and I was like ah yeah you were telling the story about when you were a kid and you came back from being hurt uh, while playing bass and you came back from playing uh from having a broken arm. Playing basketball, and the first thing you did was make like three shots in a row, three threes in a row, uh, like right out the gate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, it's such a great story. And I was like so happy for you. And then I podcast Nick, the podcast Nick that I was listening to didn't say anything. And I was like, Podcast Nick, why aren't you saying anything? And I think it's uh the reason I bring all this up is not just to apologize, it's not to, to stroke your your ego, but it's <laughs> uh to kind of like it's kind of interesting to me. That you have to change how you interact depending on your medium, and I know that that's probably very obvious to everybody during the pandemic here, as if everybody's on Zoom calls forty times a week instead of doing their normal life. But I'm pretty sure that, like, in normal real life, the reason that I, that I, or the reason that I didn't say anything is that in normal conversation, if you or I were at a table or like in a room or a bar or something and talking, and you told the story, I would have just been like. Smiling and softly laughing and like just nodding along. Do you know what I mean? But instead, over audio, I'm like this.
0: <laughs> so, Nick, uh, you've reminded. Okay, if you are a Patreon supporter, and I can never give more of a plug now than any other time, I have struggled yep. to remember a thing that I've tried to tell Nick uh, for oh, the past one hour. Yeah, uh, basically of us recording. I don't know, probably twenty minutes of audio, but like it's been a hot minute. Uh, Nick, the thing that I have meant to tell you was how frustrated I am listening to myself try to explain any concept or react (laughs) to any concept. In post, because like I'm not the sort of person like whatever like my voice is stupid I'm fine whatever like I don't give a. Frick. We've moved on. Everybody like, hates I, their own voice in recording. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Legitimately does not bother me. I'm pretty
1: sure I've been I've ha- had a nasally uh, congested nose <laughs> in every, every recording of all time. So,
0: yeah, exactly. Like I, I I genuinely like you know lots of people talk about how that is just like a really hard hurdle for them to get over. I don't like I whatever it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is like last Patreon episode where I was talking about like how uh there's different uh positions in basketball that are outside the traditional positions of basketball and i feel like it's not necessarily fair to try to like say that somebody is the greatest of all time and there's so many different ways that positions can be played like hearing me try my darndest to give a coherent (laughs) explanation of my feelings (laughs) in post was absolutely (laughs) excruciating like like I could not, like I would hit myself so, like how did you not yell at me and midway through explaining for the fourth time incoherently that this was a thing that I thought like it was so bad Nick and like I can't stand that like how could I do such a bad job explaining it not once not twice Probably not even thrice. Like, like, <laughs> I, like, I had to switch over to the second hand. The number of times I talked about how bad that was, like, how oh poorly I talked gosh. about it Like, I, I genuinely do believe in the thing I was worth, trying I to say. I, like, I'm sure I that like in actuality,
1: it. if if, it, if you're saying it's this repetitive, I'm sure in actuality it was. But you don't feel repetitive in the moment, and I think that's more important to the, the flow of the conversation. You don't feel like you're just telling me over and over. But seriously, though. The the this restaurant's the best. I, I don't get it. Uh, me, you don't. Me, you're
0: not. Let me explain it more poorly to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let me try again with a similar but identical analogy, or slightly uh, worse.
0: That is legitimately how I felt. Uh, so, anyways, was you really was... going backwards. I've yeah. I've I felt that way. That's that's. Wrong. I just I really tried like to portray what I thought uh, in those Patreon uh, last Patreon episode. I I genuinely could not have done a poorer job. Uh, the more I tried, it was just. That's why I literally titled, I think the episode, I should just let Nick talk about basketball because I literally <laughs> felt like I did so bad. It was so cringy to listen to. <laughs> like, you, I just, I just I'm need to so let it go. Sorry. Like it just, it has to be something that you talk I'm about. I'm sorry. That is rough. Um,
1: <laughs> so okay. So the takeaway for this is that we should, I think that a lot of us are self-critical and introspective, but I don't think we often are about our, like, communication methods and our communication habits, Mm -hmm. and, like, this podcast has been really good for me with that. I want to be a better listener, but I also need to be a better listener sometimes i have to actually say things instead of just like nodding along especially <laughs> when we're on a freaking audio call i think that i made you taper off like and kind of lose your momentum on the story because i just wasn't like expressing the hype with you and like and, and i don't just mean that to like oh i gotta play it up so jeff feels better but like <laughs> i have to not be a silent listener to you like uh, you can't tell me a story that you're expecting a reaction from and for me to just be freaking
0: <laughs> well and like it's one <laughs> and- of those things where like normally it's like like we're both it equally feel, yeah we're equally into our own thoughts that it like actually doesn't matter like it offsets to some degree like we can be super weird to each other yep. in a normal conversation but when you are listening to it after it's happened you're like oh man i i could not have been any, any more self absorbed in my thoughts than i was <laughs> like, like i did like not only uh, like in the example of uh that i gave of the the last uh patreon Recording, but I like you. Like I have been multiple times in editing this podcast, we've I've had to cut out parts of this uh, show where it was like, man, like that was an okay bit, but like the most one sided, uninvolved (laughs) either one of us were. It's just like man. It's so hard to think about the balance between, like, being interested in the thing that is being told to you and trying to think of the next interesting thing to say. It's it's not as easy and not as intuitive as what you'd think.
1: And, and I uh, I appreciate that you fumble through it all with me because I feel like a pick jerk who doesn't listen well.
0: Okay. I have a couple intro topics and you wanted to steal the first one, but I still want to get my couple in too. So we're going to do a couple more intro topics. Uh, so Nick, uh, let's start with this one. How do you feel you are with estimating time specifically how long it's going to take it to do a particular thing? Um, very poor. And can I just tell you that beforehand that you are
1: the best ever about estimating time to get to a location i don't know if you're the best at re- estimating how long it will take you to do something <laughs> but i have never met anyone in my life who is more specific i will get texts from you that are like i'll be home in 12 minutes and it's like what do you 12 what
0: um so <laughs> and, I, and
1: i appreciate the hell out of them That's yeah we do.
0: no I, i'm very good at estimating uh the time it's going to take me to get somewhere I can't take the credit for that though, because as I've mentioned in prior podcasts, I am terrible at getting places, and so I, it's really easy to understand how far or how like how long it's going to take you to get someplace when your phone is telling you exactly ah, to the minute I how see. long it's going to get somewhere. I see, Nick. I am very, very bad at estimating how long it's going to take me to get a task done. Like, do you want do you want to take a stab at what direction I am bad at that?
1: <laughs> uh. Um. <laughs> Spoiler alert!
0: It's the one where I take way longer... (laughs) Than, uh, than my wife expects me to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not, not to tie this too specifically to people that it matters to guess the,
1: the only time that it's really a problem is if if you're, if you're it's way longer, right? Like, I, I don't know why I hesitated there. I don't know why my brain just like seized up, but yeah, it's only a oh, problem. Oh, man. Yeah. If,
0: like, oh, I hate when I constantly uh, get stuff done way faster than what people I expect. I moved the lawn
1: in five minutes. It was crazy, anyways. I just sat around on my phone for an hour after that.
0: I don't know what it is, though, Nick, because like, I, I genuinely think of myself as a rational like logical person who thinks through things and like yeah I I try to think about but it's not even like a guessing on time it's also like estimating how much I can get done in a week at work or uh like personal life like I, I I'm incapable of understanding how long something is actually going to take me even though I know that about myself like, I, I can think to myself, like, okay, I think that uh, getting this particular project done outdoors is going to take me, oh, I'd say, uh, I don't know, four hours. So I know that I normally would say four hours. So I'm going to say it's right. going to take me 12 hours. It's going to take me all weekend. And invariably, if I go to that extent, it's going to take me three weeks. like And I don't understand how <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> Like, how I am I so be. bad? And like, it's like, if it was like something that I was unfamiliar with, but I can't even give that as an excuse. Like, it's just going to take way longer than I possibly can imagine. And I'm not capable of adjusting my point of view for how long things take. Yeah. What I'm is wrong with me, I'm not Nick? sure.
1: That's, that's very confusing to me, to be honest with you. I, I don't know the answer for what's wrong. Are you that way or are you, are you good at estimating? Not to that extreme by any means, but yeah, a hundred percent. I, yeah, I feel like my issue is that I'm easily distractible. And then I always, I always look at the estimate. Like I'm going to be perfectly on top of whatever I'm doing. And like, that's just best case scenario. Do you know what I mean? Like if it would take me, I don't know, say it would take me like 30 minutes to take my dog on a walk. Right. In like a best case scenario where I'm like, I'm going to take him this far. So it's going to be a 30 minute dot walk for the dog. That's like assuming that I'm not going to send like five texts to random people on the way (laughs) out the door or like I'm not going to like get distracted by a YouTube video before I like go to walk him or like a podcast or a podcast or whatever. And that, you know, and also assuming that my dogs, not going to be like a jerk and just sniff and bark at everything or whatever. And like pee on another
0: dog or whatever.
1: Right. As he does, as they do, as dogs dogs do do every time, all the time. Stop moving, whatever
0: that is that made that noise, throw it across the (laughs) room. (laughs) It's that that that's the, that's sorry. That's our editor. <laughs>
1: oh, that's your editor. Okay. Yeah. Uh It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Anyways, like, cause I I'm, I mean the dog example is maybe not the best one, but it's basically just like, if you give me a task, if it's it, whatever I tell you is the best possible case scenario, and I will always say that best case scenario. Mm-hmm. I won't say like, oh, okay, well, uh, give me forty five <laughs> to walk the dog. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's thirty minutes to walk the dog. It's fine. It's fine.
0: I've uh, what I have gotten to, though, in my uh, in my wiser years, uh, as a spouse to a person who doesn't appreciate my inability, somebody who may
1: not ever reach wiser years. What's that like? <laughs> is it cool? Or
0: sorry, uh, lot, lots of it's really cool. Uh, one of the things that I've learned is to uh, embrace my badness at estimating time, and it, like the the hilarious thing about it is. I've gotten to the point where I've gotten really comfortable with my wife where I tell her what I consider to be in my own brain, which is often wrong, to be the most ridiculous option available. Like, oh, uh, I think I'm going to be done in like 20 minutes. So I'm going to say I'll be done in a couple hours. And and it, then you're usually right. and And now <laughs> I'm right. But it's so weird because every time I do it, Nick, and I've gotten to this point. This is probably like four years that I've gotten good at this. And like, mm-hmm. I every time I do it, I feel like I'm saying the most ridiculous thing. Uh, but that is, that is right. <laughs> I tell you what, it comes in absolutely clutch because, like, it's not like either one of us necessarily is like planning on a particular thing as a thing that we're going to be, you know, upset or mad about or happy about or whatever. It's just like, oh, like Katie wants to know what happened, like, is what the plan is because, like, we have kids and things and plans and such. Yep. Uh, so if, Things go to plan like it's no big deal. If things don't go to plan, that means that, like, you don't have to adjust and do whatever. So I just go way, way, way outside of whatever I think is normal. And it is always uh, something I think is ridiculous but ends up being very close to what actually happens. And I don't understand why or how. Like, I don't know what's broken inside of me that's incapable of guessing properly. But I have to guess – completely completely outside of what i think is reality and that is actually how it works out and i just i don't understand uh i i understand it's that when you tell yourself that
1: number that's like ridiculous you've now given yourself that much time to work on it and you don't like use up the time accordingly do you know what i mean i don't want to i'm not trying to throw shade at you here that is not my intention i don't i don't okay no
0: no no what do you what do you mean what do you mean
1: <sighs> okay so like if you have an hour and a half to get something done and it's like a task then you will take an hour and a half to get that done because you aren't pressured into getting it Do you know what i mean like the pressure of getting it done in a certain amount of time if you say you have a task like you said it takes 20 minutes and you tell your you tell your wife uh an hour and a half because you want to give yourself room for something to go wrong and for you to get distracted and whatever else right mm-hmm you'll find more reasons to get distracted. You'll feel less pressured 30 minutes in. And so you'll pull out your phone more or you'll respond <laughs> to that text more or, or give that text more thought or whatever. And it's the same thing. If if you'd said an hour instead, you'd get it done in an hour because at 40 minutes you'd be like, I got to I gotta put the phone down. I got to close this tab of YouTube or whatever. No, and- no, no.
0: Okay. So I actually, I, I, uh, we don't do this a lot, Nick. I actually, I disagree. I, I genuinely oh, think... Oh, you're, you're just not as much of a jerk as I am. Got it. Yeah, that, that no, is no, for reason. sure. Yeah, that may be you. Uh, hey, hey, Jin, can you stop listening for a second? Uh, okay. Just, uh, if you can... Uh, if you can... Uh, let's see. Let me look at the timestamp. If you can fast forward uh, 25 minutes... Can, uh, can you fast forward should... from
1: a couple minutes ago, though, before I said <laughs> yeah, well, all that yeah. stuff?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damn. Gosh, dang it. Um, <laughs> oh. But no, like, legitimately... Like, not. I'm not even talking about the distracted thing. Like, if if I so, I don't want to use work because work's not a fun example. If I have if I have to go edit this podcast, let's use that. I feel like most people uh, can relate uh, to <laughs> editing podcasts. Everybody edits uh, podcasts. Every, everybody, even you, Nick, who definitely knows all about that. But no. Well, I actually edit my other podcast a lot, Jeff. I put in a yeah. lot of work for that one. We'll, we'll plug it at the end. Uh, the the time that I expect it to take for me to edit this podcast is always significantly more than I guess. And I'm not going to go down here. And unlike what I said last episode, I <laughs> I delayed a lot of the podcast editing because I played a ton of chess. Uh, it's not like I go down here, play chess, and then I edit the podcast and that's why I'm wrong. I'm just overly optimistic about how much I can get done in any given amount of time. And I have to guess way, way, way longer than I think is actually applicable. Even if I'm 100% focused on achieving the task, I'm just broken in the sense that I don't understand how to estimate time. Uh, I guess it's fair. I'm so I think, optimistic. That's also,
1: I, think that's, I think for me, it's probably a combination of what I said about being distractible and like not feeling the pressure. Yeah, Jim, and then also, I, I, I agree, No, Jim. No, 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 like I'm not <laughs> just, I uh, like genuinely, I, I think there's a, an element of like, just, we, we all want to envision ourselves, I I don't know if, like, that's not fa- fair, maybe for me, I want to envision myself as this productive person who can get, who gets a lot of stuff done in XYZ time, so, you know, I don't know, but I hear you. I-
0: yeah, anyways, it's, it's random, random topic. It's an intro topic, Nick. We don't have to worry too much about it. Uh, I just, okay. uh, I don't do that well, also. I
1: I've, found I've it fun, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm having really fun thinking about all mm-hmm. the uh, mouse clicks I'm going to have to click out or edit out of this oh, podcast. Oh, I'm talking while
1: doing, oh man, I'm, Stop I'm doing you a favor today. clicking
0: your mouse while you talk, What are you, what are you talking
1: about? What is going on?
0: Nick, I'm going to put silent buttons underneath your, uh, chair arms where you just feel like you can click those all day and that'll be like your, uh, your OCD clicking thing that you can do. that
1: is completely fair. That is
0: completely completely fair. Moving on, uh, to our third (laughs) intro topic. We are now, how far are we in? Uh, four hours, five hours. (laughs) Four hours. (laughs) You gotta give yourself
1: four or five hours to get it done. Gosh dang
0: it. Okay. Nick, uh... I got to guest on a particular podcast. Uh, It was the pigskin party podcast. Uh, We may have uh, Brian McFadden come guest with us at some point. We Um, should. We should. He has, we actually were texting before this. Uh, He has a couple very interesting ideas. He very much liked our uh, Wayne Gretzky episode and our Michael Jordan episode. And I would love to hear somebody smarter than us talk about good sports people. Um, So, so we might bring him on at some point. Uh, There's you. You know people smarter than me. Yeah, uh, Nick, have you have you met us at the bars? Uh, fair, fair, the bar fair. Is, uh.
1: <laughs> I can only keep that. I could only keep that 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 voice for a uh, straight voice for a, a couple <laughs> seconds. Uh, this, the face. I couldn't even. It would be even worse with a straight yeah. face. That's all yeah. I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I just saw your message. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to our listeners at home, Nick has his silent mouse out that you <laughs> the, that you, dear Patreon listeners have paid for. So oh, I don't have God. to edit this out. Um, no, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that, Nick. I'm so proud of you for realizing uh, how you can make my life a little bit easier. But no, You're Nick, welcome. one of the things that Brian and the Pigskin Party podcast talk about is uh, different things every week. But specifically, most recently, one of my favorite episodes of their entire show, they talked about Parks and Rec versus The Office uh, and just thoughts in general – I have literally no idea what your thoughts are on either of those two shows. Do I love both those shows. Love both. Um, okay. I
1: I will say I think I'm much more partial to Parks and Rec, but I think okay. I I, I kind of missed the wave of The Office. It was I think The Office started when I was a teenager, like a relatively young teenager, and so like the the just the office environment of it didn't really resonate. Um, went back and watched it as an adult and loved it, but yeah.
0: Okay, uh, so Nick, after the show, I'm going to link you to the particular episode of the Pickle Skin Party podcast that I feel like you'd be interested in hearing. Uh, I feel- I need to <laughs> listen to
1: them anyways. I actually like the idea of that podcast, even if I don't like fast, uh, football. That, or not don't. I, like I, 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 don't I was going football. to
0: say, young man, don't follow <laughs> you football. watch your mouth.
1: I'm so sorry. I apologize. I take it all back. Continue.
0: Go ahead. No, it's a good time, good people. But uh, no, uh, so Brian, the host over there in, the, in their Flavor of the Week up, episode where they talk about just kind of whatever uh mentioned that he was a big office fan and uh d- couldn't really get into parks and rec after the first or into the first season he gave up to it like mid first season to which my response to that was uh absolutely aghast that you would give up on parks and rec after the first season not that I don't understand it like I definitely get it but in my opinion nick uh, I don't like the first season is not representative at
1: all. Of anything else. In the, de- the tone changes drastically. Ne- Leslie changes drastically. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, I completely agree with you that, that you should drop it then, but also is the most understandable thing because it is not the same show at all. Right. No, like it's, it it's, it's, really
0: isn't. And like in the same sense that I don't think that the first season of the office is the same uh, as the rest of the, the rest of the season or rest of the rest of the season as the rest of the show. Like, I, the, there is so much development that happens, but I think it is even more prominent uh, in uh, Parks and Rec. It, like, and I mean, it, actually, in my opinion, it doesn't really hit its stride until season three. Uh, but I, I agree with you, Nick. I think, uh, like, I feel a higher uh, level of attachment to Parks and Rec. I think it's one of the best TV shows ever made, especially from a comedy standpoint. Obviously, if you're more into other genres, you know, you can make an argument there, but like I enjoyed it so 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 much as it was live uh and completely like there are so many lines that I think are some of the best lines ever but it's one of those things where like the the build up to those characters are what make that so great and I don't think that really happens until the second and third season and thereafter
1: I agree and I I also think that like the specific thing for me that I don't think Uh, so the, the first season and I, I assume season three is when, uh, when the, the kind of the fuller cast is kind of introduced, right? Yes. Yeah, Um, exactly. So, but, but I also think that the, the initial cast is the direction of those, those characters and the writing for those characters of Leslie and, uh, and God, I should really know, uh, that one guy, (sighs) Chris, not Chris, uh, Andy. Andy, oh. played by Chris Pratt. Sorry, that's why I'm confused. Um But the 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 direction of Amy and Andy in the first season is like not even remotely what their direction is in exactly. any other part. Of yeah. the, 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 it, so to me it's it's like almost it's it's like the most understandable thing to not really like that because I thought that it was a lot drier and just not the same tone because the rest of this, the series, Leslie's like incredibly competent and just like earnest and eager and that's her thing as opposed to awkward and not as competent uh and andy goes from just being a jerk deadbeat to being just like a goofball right like that's the so it's like different shows almost because of how different the characters are and the, the plot of the show is almost nothing right like there's there's stories uh throughout sure but, yeah <laughs> but but, the, but you're not following because it's like oh i really gotta find out who killed so-and-so it's you're following because like i don't know leslie's funny and so is andy and so is and perkins and whatever you know
0: for me like i loved all of uh you know everything season three and thereafter like i i loved but i think that i mean obviously chris pratt proved himself and has gone on to do very many popular things has he got uh, popular yeah, he, he, it's kind of caught on a little bit. Um, but him and I just, I think Nick Offerman was absolutely freaking amazing. And like the whole. So do I. Like, oh man, it was such such a good experience watching them as that was unfolding. And uh, I, I I am so jealous of anybody who has not watched that show who likes that sort of thing. Like, uh, you Because they know, get to go experience it. Those exactly. Jerks. Exactly. And. I've been, you know, like you've mentioned, I need to go watch Ozark, uh, which it, you, I think you corrected me incorrectly on our Patreon okay. episode. It's definitely Ozark, uh, not Ozarks and, with plural, but.
1: So the, the uh, I corrected you and then I instantly regretted it because I felt like I was being one of those people who was like, just uh, uh, like pointlessly <laughs> correcting because it was a pointless thing to correct you are. And you were and wrong. And I instantly, I, I think I even said it, I'm like. I don't even know if that's right. That doesn't even sound right now that I say it. Anyways, I'm the worst. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> yep, shame on you.
1: Anyways, oh, so- and can, let me let me give you one last thing on the the Parks and Rec front. And, and none of this is to say anything bad about the the office which I love too. Um Parks and Rec has the best the best cameo of any any actor or, or any celebrity ever in Chris Bosch's episode. Do <laughs> you see Do you
0: remember Oh this? my gosh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Bosch it's a high school basketball player for the other, the, the, the <laughs> stupid for our listeners who didn't watch it
0: uh is that chris one Bosh- of the uh Def shrimp love episodes or is it something no different? it's not I the Shrimp
1: episode. the <laughs> episodes are really good too but so okay guys uh so for, for all our listeners uh that don't know this show or don't remember this or whatever chris Bosch is a seven foot tall ish uh nba player and uh, they have an episode where The the, the local high school is playing against their rival town and the rival town is Like the most wealthy up, <laughs> Like stuck up place of all time And they're like just so lucky and like Oh yes on our side of the town Border we have all these amazing natural resources And all that crap right so They switch over to, to a Like they briefly show a high school Basketball game where seven foot tall Chris Bosh dunks on a kid and then Leslie I think <laughs> is like is that kid even In high school and dunks to the other kid and he turns to the other kid and he's like and I'm better at clarinet than you Lawrence <laughs> 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 it's, the best. it's the best I can't I don't think I have it exactly right but whatever it is it's the best trash talk of, and there's a single line of trash talk you could ever say to somebody is you dunk on them and you tell them they're not even good at clarinet <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, I'm actually looking at the uh list of uh guest stars on Parks and Rec, and the cameos are pretty good. I mean, you have—they're all over. Yeah, you have Michelle Obama, you have Kristen Bell, you have John Hamm. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, I'm trying to look through some of these that I actually remember. uh Yeah, Jonathan Banks was just a guy off of uh, uh Breaking Bad. Um, uh, I don't remember who Jonathan <laughs> Banks is. is- I don't remember I, I, Okay, uh, apparently Andy Sandberg was on this. I don't remember what? him at all. How did I miss that? I don't know. I mean, apparently we need to watch Parks and Rec more.
1: Oh wait, wait, wait! Is Andy Sandberg one of the uh, the sleazy radio guys? Uh,
0: not. I don't think so.
1: I think because there's like is two he? sleazy radio guys, and one of them's the douche, and the other one I can't and I can't remember the other one's name. And I think that one of the the douche is around more, but isn't Andy Sandberg? But maybe the other one is.
0: By the way, speaking of Andy Samberg and TV shows, uh, have you watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine?
1: I haven't. I should.
0: Okay. Uh, Nick, you need to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And anybody else listening, you need to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I I, I put Parks and Rec above it, but only slightly barely. Okay. I I genuinely think – like, if you're just looking for completely lighthearted comedy – that is just. I'm gonna send you a link. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put something in our Discord so I remember to do it. Uh.
1: Okay. I. I am loving this conversation. We. We can talk about this for a long time, but I gotta tell you, I don't think that our. Our whole episode should just be us talking. about <laughs>
0: No, it shouldn't. All like right, my, moving on, I Nick. Do love here it, we though.
1: go. I do love it, though. I really do.
0: <clears throat> nope, it's good. And Who knows? Maybe we'll cut some of that. Okay, Nick, we need to talk about other things that are not this. Nick, I would like to talk about the thing that I'm scrolling down to right now. You've hurt yourself, Nick. What have you done? Uh,
1: <laughs> I have two mini this week I hurt myself ones, uh, and I just want to let everyone know that I am just a totally functional adult, just completely capable of taking care of myself. <laughs> so this week – um i i told you i was a little under the weather and so on monday uh, i told you in the P- patreon one that i was a little under the weather uh it was covid it was n- not covid uh got tested not covid um but so monday i was like really wiped out and so i took a nap on my couch which i never take naps and i'm the worst at napping and i took a nap on my couch and when i woke up my like my wrist was underneath my ribs and I was like completely Oof. just sleeping on my wrist and my wrist was like completely jammed and I didn't want to be able to rotate it around. Like I couldn't get full range of motion from napping on my wrist. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> I pay bills. Oh man. I'm so proud pills. of you. I uh, bills. And then the other one is so it was fine after like two days. It was like, it was, it was actually kind of fine after like no time but like it was a pain in my butt for the next two days. And then last night, I went and saw my I sister you said it was her... a wrist thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a pain in my wrist. That's that's the phrase. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> your, your butt. Um, <laughs> your no, wrist. And so yesterday, I went and saw my sister uh, and her two-year-old son, two-and-a-half-year-old son. And Jeff, you might know that two, two-year-old uh, boys like to run around and play. And uh, I know this. And I mm-hmm. know that a two-year-old... Weighs I don't know I think he weighs like forty pounds or something like in that general Mm -hmm. vicinity it could be thirty or something I wouldn't be surprised Um, but I've always just like thrown him around and like you know played with him like just picked him up and throw him all the time and crap but he like is running like kind of full full tilt full sprint now and like I went to like grab him as he was running away from me like he was like play running away from me as I would like pick him up and throw him up and I grabbed him with one arm while he was running full full speed and it's like. I think I like hyperextended my arm. It's fine, but like I I felt like it didn't pop out. It didn't, there's no pop. Oh, but, thank like, goodness. <laughs> I think he just got to the point where he's just a little too big and a little too fast. And I'm like, just dumb and like, I was going to throw my little nephew around. And he just like full sprint ran and like grabbed, I got my hand on him and just hyperextended my arm or something. It just feels a little sore and like a little a little stiff and awkward now and i'm like dude i'm gonna uh, how am i the old guy who's getting hurt by playing with my nephew
0: ah yep so i'll i'll tell you how that i'll tell you how this goes nick because uh there's two things that are happening and they are counter uh effects uh both not in your favor one uh as a person with a four and a half year old uh boy they get bigger and heavier and more inertia (laughs) Uh, not in your favor <laughs> for that sort of thing.
1: And I, I can still pick him up and throw him around and stuff. He's like, he's still small, but it's like I just got him at the wrong I'm, angle and let I, him go. I'm and, yeah.
0: telling you, Nick, you're going to learn more and more about kinetic en- energy. It's um, an interesting one, huh? <laughs> yeah, there's that. And then also, yeah, you're you're just going to start getting older and older, uh, to the extent that uh, you start to wonder, like, oh man, I used to think my parents were super old, like. Like, I remember Nick when I my dad turned 40 and I thought he was so so freaking old. And like, I'm you know, I'm still I can still see that, and it's far enough away that I cannot say that's going to happen anytime in the next few years. But Nick, there's going to be a time where I have to start coming to grips with the fact that I'm going to be 40 years old. And I used to think that that was like you know, basically ancient. Uh, uh,
1: ah, those those are the people who are going to retire because their their brains don't work anymore. <laughs> exactly. I understand bodies so, breaking down. on them.
0: I I'm not facing that reality quite yet, but uh, it's on the horizon. So, uh, and I don't think that that very much bodes well for our our tendons' ability to uh, catch collaterally running uh, or laterally running forty uh, pound weights. Uh, just, yeah. I don't think it works that way.
1: I don't think it works that way either. Uh, and I, I really appreciate that you turned my uh, by this week I hurt myself into a chance to rub into my face how old I am. Uh, I, I'll let you know uh, that I. I'll
0: have you know, Nick. I will always be older than you till that's the day, true. Till the day yeah. I die, plus four years or whatever, three years. That's math. That's just math. Totally. Uh,
1: I just want to let you know that I found my first gray beard hair. Uh, and Jen laughed at me a lot when she found it. Oh, uh, my gosh. And,
0: i can't listen to this but it's it's okay nick, you know you, jeff nick, it's fine you've We're seen me okay. you've seen me have you seen have. my hair have you seen my hair yeah i have i have seen your hair and and how is it nick it's, it's
1: the same color as it's always been in my mind uh there's nick. some grays in there aren't there
0: nick i'm okay you you tell your jeff, story it's okay it's you tell okay your story. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you a picture. of Vince my Carter head. can
1: do a, a 360 dunk at 43, so I'm sure at 43 I will also be able to do a 360 dunk, and that's all I have to say on the subject. So
0: just keep talking. <laughs> God. I'm sending you a picture. Go ahead. Keep talking.
1: Uh, you know, other athletes, you know, age gracefully because they take care of their bodies like an athlete, as opposed to like a chump who uh, just skates through life and doesn't think about it until he's like 27 or something, and. Uh, Talking, talking, talking. Jeff's gonna cut all this great. anyways. Yeah, I'm gonna cut. <laughs> no, I'm gonna cut
0: none of that. I think you did a great job. <laughs> this is actually great. very, very blurry, but I feel like you can kind of get the idea. Oh man, this is so bad. I want to let you know that
1: this is our best podcast in terms of like having a focus topic. We're just like rambling about
0: nothing. <laughs> I really like I'll, I'll uh, focus this in. Nick, there's I, gray. There's, there's gray in there, Jeffrey. I'm like thirty percent gray. Uh, so I don't want to hear it about your. One I mean, that's, that's great. It, It's...
1: Dude, it's, it's wildly different. I think it happens, like, all at once. My dad went, like, almost completely white or, like, not, that's not right. Uh, almost completely gray in, like, a year. He went from, like, pretty brown to, like, completely gray in, like, a year.
0: My and grandpa was completely gray at 22. Dude, yeah. yeah. Like, which is just crazy. Okay, we can we can do one good, solid ending topic here. Nick, for our last good, solid ending, very focused topic here, I would like to talk about birds. Nick, before I get into birds, do you feel any strong feelings about birds?
1: Oh, I have some very, very strong political leanings on birds. And no, I, I, I didn't I, say I, political leanings. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you asked how I felt. I got feelings. Uh, you, I need to know where you stand before I can condemn you, though. Is this real? <laughs> no. <you>? What? No. <laughs> yes. You asked me how I felt about birds.
0: I don't know what to say to that. Uh, what do you... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you ask Look, it, it's, it's a wild uh, world. Everybody has opinions uh, about everything. Folks, like, who knows?
1: Before we uh, go any further, can I, we can go around the, wor- the room and everybody introduce themselves and give me your feelings on birds? <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, man. Oh gosh! Uh, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, tra- I'm calling you out when you've done you've, when you do extra work and think of a podcast topic, and I just want to let you know I really appreciate you, but also that was the weirdest way to ask me how I felt about birds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you got any stories about birds, Nick? <laughs> okay. I don't like that voice you just
1: use. That voice you just use. <laughs> Let's not use that one again. Oh, cut voice. <laughs> uh, No, I don't. You you leave it in, but don't just don't use it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll send you a letter in the mail. Okay. I um, it. <clears throat> so, Nick, I a while back. So here's the thing. Actually, I don't. I don't think this is necessarily a thing that a lot of people do, and I, not a thing that I did really well. But I actually, one of my favorite things about this podcast is, I will if I just think a question, I will just write it in an, a note uh, on my phone, and maybe it's a thing I revisit. Maybe it's a thing I never revisit. Um, I assume that this is not a thing that normal people do, right? Like that's
1: that's what I do for this podcast. It's the same thing. I I completely, yeah. Well, I've taken, I've done a very bad job. I've, instead of making a keep note or something like that, I have been texting my wife topic names that she just ignores. And I try to search for later, (laughs) but don't do a good job. Um,
0: no, but so one of the things that I wrote down as a person who lives in the Midwest was like, what the frick is up with birds migrating? Like I think is the exact thing I wrote. Um, okay. Like, I've never understood – like, there's many parts of that that I don't really get. Um, to me, the first and most obvious is, like, if you've ever witnessed birds migrating or flying as a group, they fly in a V-shape. Uh, I assume you've witnessed this, Nick. Quack. 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 Quack.
1: Quack. No, you don't get it. Okay, yeah, I, Nick, I, I Nick did. Nick
0: and I have played a game uh, that may have had uh, bird stuff. We're not gonna acknowledge it no, any no, more than we already going No, no,
1: no. That, the, that's uh, a Mighty Ducks reference, dude. Come oh,
0: on. Oh, frick! You're right. Oh, I thought yeah, you were just doing on, flying V. Game
1: stuff. I You just think I'm a freaking weirdo. I get it.
0: I mean, uh. I mean, <laughs> it hasn't changed. Uh, <laughs> but yes. So quack, quack, quack. V shape. Uh, Mighty yes. Ducks. Um, do you want to take a stab? Uh, unlike when I just say, uh, do you have any feelings about no, birds? No, I don't
1: have any idea why. I mean, I is it like to create like a uh, – the, the not a tailwind. What's the thing where like you can – in the draft, is it to create a draft? And like, Yeah, it's like the a
0: flap down – I don't know what the right words are to actually say this. But when they flap down their wings, it creates like a little updraft uh, after they flap it down. <laughs> These are very good technical terms. But by doing that, it creates a little bit of an updraft on each side. So if you're flying diagonally from a bird in front of you, you get a little bit of updraft, so you have to work slightly less hard. And also, um, by doing it on the outside, you have a clear vision of what's in front of you. Whereas if you were, like, going on the inside. If they just filled in, like, a
1: triangle, like a filled-in triangle. They wouldn't be able to see,
0: and they would, like, potentially hit something or whatever. So... Like it's kind of a – like it's just a naturally smart thing to do. It actually is what lots of like ships would do uh, back in the day with warfare and planes do for the exact same reason of having a clear line of sight uh, but being in formation. Uh, So it's – there's – but the main thing at least as far as we know is it is beneficial because you get a little updraft. And you can see what is in front of you, so that's why they fly in a V.
1: That makes a, that makes a lot of sense, and uh, I will uh, I'll say uh, that seems like a raw deal for the dude at the front. Dude at the front's got to fly a long ways,
0: yeah, carrying everybody so else's uh, weight with them. I, I looked that up right afterwards because exactly the same thing. I was like, man, that seems like a little bit of a raw deal because everybody else they everybody else except for them has a has a good run of it. Uh, I guess you. they they smart. rotate out the front. Uh, depending on what bird is, the front goose or the front bird or whatever. Uh, And there's doesn't, there, there is like some science behind that. It seems like to be only a handful, like it's not just a random bird. They, but like as to exactly what that means or exactly what that, like who that person or who that bird may be, like there's not a lot of understanding exactly why that is, but there do seem to be a handful of front runner birds that, like, will rotate out that front roll. So, yeah. Okay. You're 100% right, though. It, it is definitely the hardest. There have been studies done where they, like, monitor heart rate of birds. Uh, and everybody except for the front runner bird has a much lower heart rate compared to the front guy. Uh, so it's very that's interesting. That's kind
1: of cool. Although I, I got I to gotta imagine, or not imagine, but like, I, that's super interesting because like, do they actually communicate it or is it just like an unspoken thing that they just like understand that they need to rotate?
0: So I'll get to that. Actually, I'll, I guess I'll just hop into that um, because that kind of gets into another part of what doesn't, like what's always baffled me about birds migrating, which is what the flying frick, like how do they know when to go do their thing. Yeah. And are they like completely like,
1: sentient or, or not sentient, uh, whatever the word is, the
0: like, like, well, like how did, how do they know just to freaking up in one day, just go off and do something. Like it's absolutely buck wild to me. Uh, and there's lots of different thoughts on this, but again, it's kind of one of those things we don't really know the exact answer to. Uh, there is a, Uh, Many studies that have gone on for um, lots of different areas where it definitely seems to be that they are much more sensitive to magnetic fields than we are to the extent that they can uh, see magnetic fields. My last point will be something that's kind of interesting about that. As far as like when it's time to go uh, is kind of an unknown. And, but it's definitely tied to them wanting to, uh, ride the, like when a very big cold front comes in, uh, like if you, like if you are a bird in the Midwest and big cold front comes in, that's most likely going to be a, uh, airflow coming from the North to the South, which they can just ride on, which drastically reduces the amount of, uh, energy that they need to expend, uh, to go South. But that makes sense. So yeah, that, that makes sense. But how they know where to go, because they oftentimes go to the exact same places year after year. And even weirder than that, you see this behavior happening in isolated uh, small groups of birds that migrate that it's their first year going south. And they go to the exact same spot that their ancestors, that none of them have any connection to, to the exact same spot. So that makes yeah, no sense. It makes no so, sense. So yeah, to me. how? So Nick, I I know I've like it, I've done the. Googling. They literally
1: went into the DNA code and just put it, put it down in a little a little uh, note in there, just a little side note. Like, hey, by the way, you're gonna want to go to these coordinates. Like that makes no
0: sense. What you said is literally our best guess at this point, as far as I understand it, is there is something not necessarily that it would be genetically tied to a geographic region. But the geographic uh, region lends itself to dispositions in their DNA to, like, want to go to that particular area uh, based on weather conditions, magnetic pole stuff. Uh, like, it's – it gets kind of wild, Nick. It, it, there is no super good understanding as to exactly why that is the case. It's, it's very, very, very weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's doesn't make uh, like it makes me that makes me have more questions. You know what I mean?
0: So two more things that will make you have more questions. So one thing that in doing this research that I found out is that especially when migrating, uh, birds do some weird things. Uh, one, the amount of energy that they have to uh, like use while they migrate, they lose one percent of their body weight per hour. Yikes. Which I want you to think about that in our perspective. That would be like us two losing two pounds an hour. Two pounds an hour. Yeah, depending, give or take. But yeah, losing two pounds an hour. Uh, Yikes. Which I would be okay with that weight loss program. I'd be looking pretty good. Uh, uh, I, the, I
1: might be looking real bad real fast, though. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I s- okay. we start off great. First couple hours, right. fantastic, <laughs> feeling good.
0: Yeah. I'll look pretty good by the afternoon and pretty bad by the evening. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, so that's super weird. They counteract that by writing, um, wh- writing the wind flows from the north to the south on those fronts. Uh, but also they eat a frick ton before it gets uh time to migrate. So they counter that. that. That to me is super wild. But the most ridiculous thing about all of this is the biggest uh, reason why uh, scientists believe that birds are dependent upon magnetic fields is if you cover up a bird's left eye, it has very little impact on its ability to migrate. If you cover up a bird's right eye, it can't really migrate at all because it doesn't really know what direction is which. Meaning, and there's a lot of science behind this, Nick, and I'll skip this, but what the conclusion is from all this is birds can see magnetic fields. Probably. Obviously we haven't asked many of them, but yeah. th- they can probably see magnetic fields only in their right eye, which bizarre! I there there, which there is like, I can't even ask you like, what well, do you think the reason for that is? Because there's literally, there is no known reason. It, that is just a weird thing that is. And, uh, I, I guess this kind of concludes my bird weird like how do birds migrate segment, but what a freaking weird rabbit hole to go down? I was gonna
1: say that doesn't that there's that's a lot of a lot of weird stuff and I know that there's a lot of evolutionary stuff that evolution isn't what people seem to think it is that it's like a path to the most uh like ideal being that you could be your species Mm -hmm. that you could be and there's a lot of weirdness in evolution where things are you know people or animals or humans or whatever develop genes or develop things about them that are not ideal or are just kind of pointless sometimes or you know not either a negative or a positive they just kind of are strange but that is super bizarre that is super out there like just only be able to see magnetic fields in one eye like what?
0: Ugh. It is very weird. Okay, so, and, like, I'm reading my notes, and I don't even remember what I talked about. Nick, did I did I mention the part where they sleep when they fly? What? How? Okay, that, did, I, did I skip those this part? Those
1: words, you did. Those <laughs> words don't make sense, Jeffrey.
0: So, that is the other thing. The one way they conserve energy. Yeah, this is what I meant to mention in the other part, where I said they uh, they ride, uh, like, the, the wave of the winds going south uh, during a cold front. Uh, they sleep when they fly which doesn't seem like that should be possible uh they do it in an interesting way they sleep one half of their one hemisphere of their brain at a time so like enough of them can stay awake to flap their wings and they can keep one eye open but otherwise their other half is asleep and then they switch Sometimes if there's a really big updraft, they will sleep at the same time and just ride an updraft. That's that's terrifying. But usually only for like a minute or two. But yeah, they they alternate sides of their brain uh, to sleep during the day while they fly when they're migrating. Is that not wild as frick?
1: That's insane. That's Jeff, I can't make my eyeballs go different directions. Okay. These guys guys narrow in on parts of their brain to turn off.
0: So dolphins do the same thing when they sleep uh, so they don't uh, drown themselves, which I think is crazy. And then we can go into that. But Nick, the other thing that I think is quite interesting is there are certain scenarios where humans do the same thing. Would you believe me if I told you this?
1: I mean, I guess, but like, I have to imagine it would be subconscious, right?
0: So, what this like the scenarios that this happens is, uh, and I don't remember the exact uh, phrasing for it, uh, but it is the thing that happens to you when you are going to sleep in a foreign place for the first time, and if you are any any part of you is concerned about the surroundings that you're in, you're likely to only sleep one hemisphere at a time. And, like, the other part of your brain will be listening to sounds and you may even also sleep with one eye open, similar to birds. Uh, It, like, is a very weird phenomenon where if you are not comfortable, like, if you don't feel safe in the place that you sleep or honestly if it's just a brand new area – and you're just not, like, not a very like easy sleeper, you very well may have this exact thing happen to you where you sleep one hemisphere at a time, and you just wake up thinking you've had a really crappy sleep, but in reality you were trying to... So is that you're a thing to... that
1: people can train for? Or they, is that like the, the, the reality of people when they say that they sleep like really light? But they, they, and I, I've seen people wake up at like the drop of a hat where they seem to have hardly been asleep at all, is that, is that what I'm basically seeing in that moment? Is somebody who's basically only having half of their brain
0: asleep? Uh, I don't know. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm no expert on this. I think it's like, at least from what I read, most of the science behind it is people sleeping in unfamiliar areas. Okay. So uh, if you're doing that and do you know if con- it's something that's trainable? I, I don't know if that's trainable, so maybe that's some research that we could do. No, but. totally. So
1: I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot with this. I, I'm talking, asking you this, like you have a PhD in uh, in neuroscience, and like ah, oh, you know, uh you know about how to turn off half your brain while you sleep, right?
0: No, but I thought all of that was very interesting because it is like a thing that I have found fascinating as to like how do birds even do this, and then to even have any amount of tie back to. Uh, you know, what we do on, a, you know, on any amount of basis, like the the fact that perhaps there is some sort of link between uh, the same sort of behavior that birds have with how they are able to sleep and fly at the same time, which doesn't seem possible, but also to us when we are in unfamiliar circumstances. Uh, where we can have half a brain asleep and half be paying attention. The other part that the, the, the other part of the reason why they do that, by the way, Nick is, uh, if you're migrating, you are very very exhausted when you land, and so even when they're not flying, they will sleep with only one part of their brain asleep, so that they can, the other part of their brain can have one eye open and watch for predators and stuff. That's insane because That's they're insane. just completely exhausted otherwise they would just die because they would get eaten by everything
1: i mean yeah that makes sense and i mean i also imagine that there's a level of safety in doing that in a uh, a pack right or oh a flock, sure right sure yeah because there's gonna be sounds and stuff from the, your flock because not i'm sure they don't unless they you know i don't know these guys are insane they might have found a way to sync it up so that they're all <laughs> sleeping with, you know what i mean or like the left side of the v sleeps with the left side of sleep and oh my gosh
0: But yeah, I thought that was kind of crazy. That kind of cool. All right. Well, uh, as we've mentioned throughout the show, we do have our Patreon-only podcast. If you would like to support us, you can check us out at patreon.com forward slash Tywasapp. But like I will say a million times, every single time we do this podcast, the best thing that you can do is share it with a friend. We very much appreciate any of you that are listening. And if you'd be willing to share it with a friend, we appreciate you even more. Uh, You can check us out uh, on uh twitter facebook instagram tiktok youtube blah 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 etc etc at tywa sap uh but not on uh snapchat anyways nick i appreciate you taking the time to pod with me you're
1: welcome this has been the year we of the podcast thank you for listening